Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Welcome to the X-Files Files. I'm your host, Kamel Nanjiani. Today we're talking about just one episode. We're talking about Hell Money uh, with my friend Max Silvestri, who's an old-school X-Files fan and a very funny comedian. Uh, so he's going to be on. Um, bunch of normal stuff. I mean, you know, uh, the X-Files Files at gmail.com, at X-Files Files on Reddit. So this week, it's Hell Money. Next week, I'm talking about Jose Chung's From Outer Space with Dan Harmon. Already recorded that. And then, after that, Jose Chung's From Outer Space with Darren Morgan. Already recorded that. Um, 
did that episode last night and it's going to be really really good so we have a bunch of awesome exciting episodes coming out and um yeah he talks about how he would love to be involved in more x-files should that happen still holding out hope um i thought that we would have heard something more by now um but the fact that we haven't is a little weird Fingers crossed still. Anyway, uh, this is Hell Money. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, welcome. Max Silvestri. How's to the show. Good. How are you? <laughs> We've just been talking, talking, and then suddenly, let's get stiff. Yeah, let's just get really, uh, we were relaxed and just like old friends talking, and now it's just sort of just uncomfortable. Just now there's a cadence to it. <laughs> I'm um, shuffling papers. I don't even have any papers, and I'm just shuffling them in front of me nervously. Um, you texted me yesterday, mm-hmm. and you were like, can you do it? So this episode, we're only talking about one episode, because it was short notice, but I really want... Because we tried to do it when you were in town last. Yeah, and it was you, my fault. I'm bad about... You know. it, and it was your fault. Yeah. And No, I believe last time was my... It, it was. This is great. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. Um, what's your history with the X-Files? I was a huge X-Files fan. Like, if I watched the first episode with my whole family when it you know, premiered, I like, remember rallying around on Friday night and watching yeah, it. Yeah, all the Silvestris did? Yeah, we were, like, on, I don't know when it premiered, if it was a summer or whatever, but we were, like, on vacation for some reason, like, staying in this, like, house in uh, North Shore, Massachusetts, and I just remember, I have this real vivid memory of sitting down and watching and being, like, I'm obsessed with this. I've decided, as yeah. you do when you're a kid, like, before you even, like, really feel it, you can just right. be, like, I already know this is my favorite show. I haven't even right. seen it, but it is. Right. Uh, for me, I had when Mortal Kombat uh, 2 was coming up, before it came out, I saw all the characters... And there was a character called Baraka. Mm-hmm. Do you know that guy? Yeah. Sword hands. Sure. Demon so, face. <laughs> yeah. Sharp, sharp teeth. And I was like, oh, that's going to be my guy. Yeah. And in the first one, I'd seen Kano, and he has like a cyber eye. And yeah. I was like, oh, that'll be my guy. And then I, even though they sucked as fighters. but You just but, have to feel it out naturally. You just have to feel it out naturally. And I feel like that's what happened with you and X-Files. You were like, oh, this is going to... Well, it was a rare instance of me being right in the sense of like I was obsessed with X-Files through the whole run. I like bought books. I had a poster. I taped most episodes. I mean, I usually was home, but as I got a little bit older, I mean... I taped on VHS every episode. Like, never missed it. It was, like, my show. Yeah. I actually have this um, embarrassing, vivid memory of... uh I went to like a, uh, a high, private high school that I had to like interview for. Like I had never, uh-huh. I had gone to public school and then had to like actually get a tour and like sit down with some dean of this high school. And he was like, what are your interests? And I said, <laughs> I said, oh, no. the internet. I li-, And this was in 96. So like okay. the internet was, kind. Of, that was sort of a, it was precocious to be into oh, the internet. Yeah, yeah, it was not yeah. just like, I don't know, I waste time. Like if you it's said, like, like basically having Google Glass today. <laughs> exactly. I was very ahead of my time. Um, I was involved in Usenet forums about Star Wars. I was in a... Oh, Were oh, you really? Yeah, yeah. I was... If you can still... If you go down the rabbit hole of like searching Usenet archives, I probably have thousands <gasps> of posts on rec.arts.sf.starwars.miscellaneous, M-I-S-C. And I used my real name as a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader. Now that wouldn't be unusual. Everyone uses their name, but it's like crazy that I did. Do they? Because I went to, I've been going to alt.tv.x-files. Really? Yeah. And Is that I have, still like a, a thing or you've been reading old threads? Old. It's yeah. all archived. And so yeah. I have some fun ones from this episode so that I got. Yeah, it's it's interesting because people were using their full name and addresses. Yeah, which is just so irresponsible. And sometimes it would be like, you know, because they like, like a lot of people on the internet worked at like universities, like that's who had access. Yes, exactly. Um, so it would be like, this is literally, I'm in this program, in yeah. this dorm Yeah, or come kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you disagree with me. It's so weird. Now we're in a specific time where we figured out 
uh, how to use the internet for evil. And people have been doing it for a long time. Sure. But I feel like right now we're doxing right. and Gamergate and that kind of stuff. People have really made it a, a a science. Like there are websites you can go to where they're like, "This is how you ruin someone." Sure, and also revenge like porn being a thing in the last few years. I mean, is even, that real? Yeah, there's so many laws on the books about it now. Uh, like that 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 scenester weird guy who had that site that was right. really link up to people's Facebook profiles. I mean. Um, it was a very real thing, and now it's like illegal in a bunch of states. It's like suddenly a new country comes out, and it's super powerful and can do everything, and it has no laws. No and laws. Then everyone's like, "All right, we gotta figure this out." Yeah, how do we legislate it or whatever? But anyway, in this interview, when he was like, "Oh, what, what, what's, yeah, what websites do you go to?" <laughs> like that's all. That's all he could engage with it. Um, I said my favorite was uh, thexfiles.net, which was I don't know if you ever were on the X Files, the official site, early in the run of the I show. I think I was. It was like. In the scheme of websites, crazy ahead of its time. Like, okay. it was beautiful. It had, like, video uh, trailers for every episode and, like, breakdowns. That, like, now that would be par for the course for, like, sure. a genre show to, like, foster a community. But sure. at the time, it was, like... It was, like, you know, I remember taking, you know, 10 minutes to load the front page on my, you know, 14.4 oh, yeah. modem or whatever. But, yeah, so in my interview, he's, like, what's your interest? I'm, like, the internet, mostly the X-Files.net, which is a site. Not even a community. It's not even, like, I post a lot and I'm really into no. reading. And I just, like, I read a lot about yeah. things I've seen. <laughs> I used to go to this website. I went to the X-Files website. But one website I was obsessed with, weirdly, did you ever see a movie called Dark City? Oh, yeah, I love that. Rufus I, Sewell. Yeah. Rufus Sewell. He's great in it. Mm -hmm. And um, um, Jennifer Connelly? Donald Sutherland's son. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Jennifer Connelly looks wonderful. Uh, yeah, heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> what a great, great movie. But I used to go to that website over and over. I don't know why, because it didn't update. And then years later, I got obsessed with it, because it, even though the movie had been out for years, the yeah. website was still up. So I would just go every like other month. I would check to see if this website was still around, <laughs> like a graveyard, you know, like that Space Jam site that's still like buried deep on WB.com. Have you Is seen it? That? Yeah, it's like GeoCities looking. It was the official site, but that's... it's still at like WarnerBrothers2.com/slash. Like it's still on the official servers. Oh yeah, we have it's so wonderful. much like room now. Oh, the ephemera it'll live forever. Yeah, it's it'll live fun. forever. It's great. What's a bummer is that when I get later to the message boards, there's a bunch of people linking to different X Files fan sites that seem cool, but all those sites are gone. Yeah. I couldn't find them. So this oh, episode, one, one more yeah. thing is just when you're talking yeah. about the who would go to the the site. Um, I saw a, uh, an old friend, a musician named Elvis Perkins, perform on Sunday night, and he hadn't he hasn't toured for a long time. He has this great lyric from a song he wrote probably. 12 years ago that's like the lyric is like can you imagine going to gotmilk.com and like it was just like a funny thing about like yeah. who can you imagine a person that would do that and i'm sure now gotmilk.com is like staffed by like 15 people yeah. and there's like social media professionals oh, sure. they have like 100,000 twitter followers sure. and they're just like starting milk twitter games like every two days or whatever do you know um emily heller She's mm -hmm, a comedian. Sure. Yeah, She's very, very funny. funny. She says Is that the she, standard podcast response anytime a comedian is brought yeah, up? Very funny. Just, very funny. Anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we are a mutual friend. The very yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> she had to, she says she got obsessed with some, I forget the name of the website, but like the beef, the beef um, council or whatever. Whatever sure, they're yeah. called. That yeah. like lobby, the beef yeah. lobby made a website that was trying to get kids to see how uh, cool it was to eat meat. <laughs> so it was like, but like little kids. So it's like yeah. all these games about like how great meat is and stuff. <laughs> and she'd gotten obsessed with it. And I forget what the name of it was, but it was it's like a funny. really great name. Oh, I don't I don't remember what it was. But so today we're talking about Hell Money, which yeah. everyone, 
the 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 one uh, criticism I get of this podcast over and over is recap the episodes because a lot of people haven't seen it in a sure. while. This one is set in Chinatown, yep. and they're doing some sort of weird gambling game yes. where they harvest organs and, and then sell them. Yes, but it's um, also like, are there ghosts involved? Is sort of like the question posed yeah. by it. Kind of, you see um, shadowy characters wearing like uh, fun Chinese masks. festival fun masks, uh, but then people are being burned alive, and the house has got a writing on it that says it's haunted. There's like, it just, Yeah, it says ghost on it. Yes. There's a lot going on. Uh, B.D. Wong is in it. I mean, it's kind of got the like... As I mean, well as Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu and James Hong as James the bad Hong. guy who's like, you he's know, everything. everything. And continues yeah. to be. He's like 82. And I was like, I went to his IMDb being like, oh, he probably passed away and I didn't realize it. And he's got like six films in pre-production. So he good for James Hong. is in um, Big Trouble in Little China, right? That's James Hong? I believe so. I, 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 I have no comment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, no. I, I, no, I believe so. Oh, my God. I just don't want to commit to it. But uh, uh, Lucy Liu is going by a different name. I wrote it down. But it's like Lucy something and here's the biggest news uh, I found out. Uh, James, uh, uh, David Duchovny, and Lucy Lee were dating at the time. Really? Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she's also like playing a she 17 year old. 12. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. She's just like this sickly 80 pound girl in a yeah. bed. So, so in the episode, uh, you find out, to, to help recap it here, you find out that there's like this underground lottery type system where yeah. all these broke guys put in. Money for a chance to win a lot of uh, cash, but um, if you lose when you draw from this, you know, big jade bucket, you, you lose, have yeah. an organ, you know. You can lose an eye, or you can lose a heart, yep. or... I don't know what the skin one represents. They I, say, They yeah. didn't really... Yeah. And the, they have to... I've, I like... You know what I like? My favorite part about this whole thing, yeah. this whole episode, which is not an amazing episode. No. It's sort of like bad in the way that season one episodes were bad, where there's not a real X-File in it. And yes. the guys, the, our, our people, don't do very much. They're very peripheral in this. They just they, kind of like find out everything after everyone else and just yeah. sort of walk around and listen. They don't prevent anything from happening. No. Because even B.D. Wong is the one who turns and kills the game. Yes. But basically, there's a jar, and they pull out a name of a person, and then another jar and an organ from that. Yeah. And I but thought, there's a chance when you draw from the organ jar that you could win it all, I believe. That's the idea of the lottery, is that like one name is pulled, yeah. and in the second jar, you have a chance at winning. As they say at one point, it's up to $2 million. But through the course, <laughs> in the, through the course of the episode, we only see people oh, lose. You know, you I'd only love to see... see giant billboards <laughs> yeah. that are like, hey, the right. illegal gambling <laughs> organ harvest With game those types of letters to... they have to change or whatever, yeah, you know? exactly. Up to $2 million. <laughs> Um, I do. Uh, I thought that the game was cool mm-hmm. because it's kind of complicated. Yeah, they don't really explain it. You see it about four or five times, and it takes you a little bit to get what the game is. But then you do. But then you do. Yeah, and you get the game. And it was apparently Chris Carter's idea. He came up with the game, and it's a good like weird X Filesy underground subculture thing. Yeah, I thought that that game was the coolest part. Of it this was. Episode. I was like also not having rewatched the X Files. I've definitely like. Uh, I had the season one DVDs like a long time ago and had rewatched all of those, but I haven't like in a decade rewatched them. So when okay, we were doing this cool. podcast, I was very excited yeah. to be like, oh man, this could like reignite we're my very fire. very excited to watch a B minus episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. An episode that Mulder and Scully are both kind of like, insufferable is the wrong word, but they're just like very like at their peak kind of dryness. And, you know, they're both sort of, you would think this would be a like that, Scully would win or whatever, but they just kind of both are on the outside being like... One of the toughest things about it is there's a lot of episodes where they don't end up doing very much. Yeah. This one, they don't 
also seem to have like an attitude towards the things that right. are happening. There's no like, they're not like tied up into it. Yeah. They're not, nothing really, they're, they don't have any tension between them. They don't no. have any tension with the other guy. There's like one moment where he says something like, She's like, do you know how much a body is worth? And he says, and he's like, like, depends I'm, on the body. And she like lifts an eyebrow. And that's yeah, like the only that's chemistry great. between them the whole time. And then he goes, he has a line where he says like, couple bucks? That's his like guess for how much a body is worth. Oh, I don't know, a few bucks? That's what he says. Yeah. That's his best guess. <laughs> I and, was, she, and also he's the one that kind of, you know, we already know what's going on. Like we know that this is just a we, non-mystical yes. like... Uh, which has got its all its own problems that it's like, you know, like, you know, look below the surface in Chinatown and there are like many evil mystical dark, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, those people are here. Eastern, yeah, they're They've here. brought their insanity. Under the streets. Put your ear to the, the yeah, pavement. You can exactly. hear their pitter patter of their evil. Um, But like, he's the one that's like, I think they're playing. Like, he realizes it's just a real thing. So it's not even like Scully oh. having a breakthrough she or being like, wait. Mulder, you need to open your eyes yeah. or whatever, that it's not. Because there is that moment where B.D. Wong sees that writing and he says ghost and Mulder's like, it says ghost? And he's really excited. Yeah. But then it should have been, you're right, there should have been a, a, a Mulder theory that, that then is disproven and Scully's right. Neither of them really have a theory. Yeah. They're kind of going around. Having said all that, I kind of liked watching it and I thought it was well directed and it looked cool. There were some great sequences in it. The frog coming out of the person totally. was cool. It the felt very modern in a way that uh, like I was disappointed with it as like a jumping back into the X-Files pool because I wanted like more Mulder and Scully. It's like what I loved about the show but like this, there's so many beautiful sequences. I'm like and also it's like so dark and such a weird yeah. subculture and uh, the character actors are all good and kind of developed at least like Mr. Sin, I think his name is, and Chow, who's B.D. Wong's character, like, you really kind of see a bit of an arc for them, which yeah. is unusual for, like, It's more about parts. B.D. Wong than totally. it is about... And I was right. like, oh, this feels like this could be a show now. This doesn't feel right. like an embarrassing 90s, you The know. cool thing is, the X-Files, other than, like, the cell phones or whatever... Sure. All of it holds up pretty well, because the people who are directing it really were, like, sort of movie-ish directors. So it totally. always looked cool. A lot of them went on to do like Breaking Bad and stuff. So so it all it, it, it ages pretty well. That's one thing I've learned. Like when it's bad, it's bad in a way that a show today could be bad. Totally. It's only slightly weird with its attitude sometimes towards gay people and gender stuff. Not very much. Every now and then you're like, oh that would not happen on which is show, which is I think across the board a criticism of almost any good nineties thing. If only because like gay people and gender stuff was like new as part of pop culture and not right. gender stuff like towards women but you know um like friends you go back to friends now and it's like still a great like such a funny fan oh, show are you super watching? homophobic like are I've, you really I've, 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 i mean i always throw it on a nickelodeon and stuff like that are like, there I like, like are there like uh uh be between like Chandler and Joey, gay no, jokes? a little bit, but like also otherness stuff, just like characters that sort of pop in, and it's never critical in the sense of like that's bad or like I would kill myself. <laughs> that was my like. It's yeah. not repulsive. It's just like that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is you know yeah. like I guess it was new to them or whatever, but yeah. it is so nineties because you could never pull yeah. that off on, yeah. on a show now. With this episode, when it starts in Chinatown, I got excited because X-Files does, like, subcultures really well. Mm -hmm. And I like, like, sort of taking in, a, a, you know, it's San Francisco, but it's Chinatown, which is awesome. And mm -hmm. so they have great restaurants there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to see some great restaurants. That's really not part of it. So much well-lit food yeah. porn. <laughs> but, um, but I always get nervous when it's about, like, foreign people. Sure. 
so I was a, ready for a lot more like tone deafness than there is. You're right. That thing of like the darkness underneath, like yeah. these fucking people coming. That's a hundred percent right. That's definitely there. all Chinese characters in the show that we see either mean like ghost, death, or an organ you have to give. There's yes. never just like, oh, this means like yeah. welcome or like this you know just friendship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Safety and luck. Right. That is true. And I thought what was interesting also was B.D. Wong's character has this thing where he's like too Americanized to be Chinese mm -hmm. and too Chinese to be Americanized. So that was interesting. But then when you find out, what did you think of the reveal that he's like in on it? I thought it was um, a little a little clumsy in the sense of like it was such a quick – they did develop it's so him quick. well. It's such a quick reversal of yeah. like being in on it and then being like, I can't take this anymore. Right. And like – the daughter being the reason that he stops being corrupt or whatever. Like we don't really see, like, cause he's like, she, she's dying. Cause he you're killing two her. people. Is there like some like electricity? I don't know is if that that's what's supposed what, to happen. What it's supposed to be like, but they really have like just a momentary thing. It's, it happens a little too quick. And I was after a whole episode where Mulder and Scully did almost nothing. Yeah. As much as I appreciated like a well-developed Chinese American character in this show about like otherness, this episode about otherness, it also would have been nice for Mulder to do something, you know, like to Did realize nothing. something was happening. Zero. Or, yeah, yeah. Because B.D. Wong is the one who stops it. Yep. B.D. Wong is the one who shoots, uh, his name's Hong, right? The William. Uh, I don't you know, think he has, the, I looked it on IMDb, I believe oh, he's Stone-Faced Man. Is, the actor's name is James Hong. The character's name is uh, like Stony-Faced Man. Stony-Faced Man. <laughs> yeah, or Hard-Faced Man. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it is Hard-Faced Man. Hard-Faced Man. <laughs> Well done. Chris Hardface, man. It would have um, been very easy to come up with a name. <laughs> did you guys run out of Chinese names? <laughs> we did Cha. We, yeah. did, we did Sing. Yeah. Uh, can't be Hong because that's yeah. his name. When you're name. writing a TV show, you got to write so quick. There's no time to just generate yeah. more Chinese names. How about Hardface, man? <laughs> Does that sound like a Chinese name? Maybe that's what they were trying to do. I thought the guy being burned in the crematorium in the beginning and at the end with B.D. Wong being burned... Those are really effective because it's claustrophobic mm -hmm. and horrifying. Horrifying. So I thought, as soon as I saw the crematorium, I was like, oh, obviously there's a guy in there. But that the visual of you, the way you see the guy with the flames around him, yeah. cold open, pretty good. And I also like that the, it took a little while. So many X-Files, you know what the story is. And then it's Mulder, Scully trying to catch up, figure it out. Yes. We're, we know, like you said, that there's no like real X-File, but the actual specifics of the mystery or, or of the operation, you don't really find out until a little bit into it. I yeah. like that, that you couldn't really... Totally, know. yeah. And I mean, it was like, a, it was a well put together puzzle in the sense... You, you, like, finally figure out the mechanics of the game right when they want you to. You know, like, right. that's well laid out. Um, I guess, I mean, I liked there being the coda of Chow in the... Um, incinerator. Uh, incinerator. Like, that was even especially hard for, like, waking up next to the flame, like, realizing what's happening, that, like, you did the right thing, but you're facing these terrible consequences. I feel like some of my favorite X-Files episodes, though, Mulder or Scully carry away some baggage from the cases, you know? Like, yes. there's, like, uh, are, they learn something or, like... They just realize they have to leave a world a certain way, and it's right. like a bummer. And this, like, they just were like, oh, okay, we're flying back to D.C. or whatever. Right, because they talk to Hardface Man at the end, and I think we have a little monologue from the Hardface Man about, yeah. like, hey... And it basically boils down to, hey, shit's crazy where we're from, <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to keep being crazy. Because um, nobody, like, uh, nobody uh, is willing to be a witness, right, so that right. he's going to get away with this. So he's like, yeah, shit's going to keep being crazy, 
you guys should get on your plane and leave. And they're like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> yeah, you're great. Right. What are we going to do? Just Where's Speedy Wong? <laughs> eh, who <Anyway>. cares? <laughs> anyway, let's go home. Let's get out of here. <laughs> um, I thought the visual, it's so weird. The, the, the guy, the f- first guy who's burned, who mm-hmm. is not fully burned, but is dead. Yeah. When she opens his eye, do you remember that? She, when she, he has the glass eye? Yeah, the glass yeah. eye. But this is like, you know, right after the cold open. Mm-hmm. I really... I like that visual. It's very icky. I can't yeah. believe they get away with it. But they, they see like the burned up eye and she opens it and it's like a glass eye inside. I thought that was cool. It was very cool. There was a lot of really good like I, I had forgotten how also you were talking about the sort of filmic style of it. Like yeah. so dark. I actually remember my TV like struggling to keep up with some X-Files episodes like having to watch them at night. I was watching this this afternoon in like a sun dappled LA apartment and I had to close the blinds because yeah. like, for the first six minutes I was like I don't know what's going on. I hear noises um, and like one face run across the screen. My, of, my house is too bright yeah, for exactly. this. Too much yeah. sunlight. Uh, the percolating dusk light or whatever was too uh, yeah. stunning. <laughs> There's a, uh, th- that's interesting you said that because in the, I don't know if I got this one, but in the message boards, there was one that guy was like, why is the show so fucking dark? And, and then everybody <laughs> hates that guy. Well, because also it's like now we, you know, the, the Netflix copies are not HD, really. They're not like, you know, 1080 or anything. And they're no, certainly they're not, not widescreen. And it's like everyone's TV was terrible and broadcast was miserable. Like now there's at least some expectation of like, well, hopefully you're watching Breaking Bad and like a nice, you know, they can shoot it filmically sure. and hope that more people are seeing it in a nice yeah. way. Like back then, like everyone saw like the crappiest muddiest version of it yeah um, we thought it looked great oh my god amazing you know like it's almost sometimes you look back at old dvds and i remember being like oh this is like can you hear that you can hear the bugs and the surround sound yeah around. yeah look yeah so bad now, it looks you know? like all like pixelated sometimes and stuff can i make a prediction this is a crazy prediction sure. this one come out for about a month because episodes are stacked oh this is a crazy thing to say by the time this uh episode comes out we will have heard something about an X-Files TV sh- show revival, I think. Really? I mean, that's Don't, been there. You know, I, I'd seen some bit, hashtag stuff. I mean, you know, there's... There's hashtag stuff. I heard Gillian Anderson on Nerdist. Uh-huh. Um, and she was awesome. There's a part where Chris asks her, he's like, so would you do X-Files again? And she sort of hems and haws, and he took it to mean that she's like, oh, it's an old thing. I don't want to yeah, go back right, to um, it. What I took from it, Clearly, is that she couldn't say. Is that she couldn't say, yeah. but she knew something. She knew something. She really was like, um, because uh, then it became obvious that she really wanted to come back, and she wants a hash. She like start the hash. She's hashtag. into it. Yeah, she just couldn't reveal it on. Nerdist. I really think that they've had some talks. Something's Californication's happening. done. I mean, he's freed up. She's hot again. She's I mean, like in a career way. I mean, she's stayed. Yes. Uh, I mean, gorgeous. She's, she looks younger than she does in the first season. She looks stunning, stunning, stunning. It's crazy how Hollywood and money and time can do that to so many people. If you were to watch Parks and Recreation, the, all the seasons sped up, it would be like a comedy version of Thinner. Like everyone <laughs> is, is so hotter. small and hot. Like they're all, they all look like four feet tall and 90 pounds, like beautiful, you know? Yeah. Like, but Adam Scott, even Polar, like uh, obviously Chris Pratt, all yeah. they all look like this last season. It's like you are all like movie star yeah it's interesting to see people you know go from being just regular people to like oh okay you look you did something yeah i know tom cruise does like bads and um i forget oh fuck it's something crazy it's like uh it's like a like a gene thing oh like uh get stem cell Really? Face wash, yeah, really? or something like that. Yeah. Literally, not ba- like human stem cells. No, but the, I mean, all stem cells come from like, uh, like 
like fetuses at hospitals. Like that's what stem cell stuff is. That's why it's so literally stealing the youth. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because it's a very modern version of drinking the blood of babies, but it's the same thing. And it actually probably works better. Yeah, you suck the The, marrow right out of those fetal stem cells. Baby blood would probably just give you dysentery or (laughs) something. You can't be sure it's diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's coming from a hospital. It's in a bag. It's It's like a bag. It's good. He's literally. But listen. if we're gonna like sacrifice our youth to somebody, it might as well be Tom Cruise. I oh, feel absolutely. like he's doing great. Right you know, now. he really like gets the formula for how to make satisfying blockbusters. I enjoy every one of them. I hope he gets to keep doing Edge it at tomorrow. the level he is. Oh my god. Please, please, um, please see it. Um, do you how do you feel about I mean, as a as a as a fan and someone who's now like enmeshed themselves again in the world of X Files, how do you how do you feel about it coming back? And, and uh, with the hope that it's not a cash grab, that it's like cool, smart people coming together for the right reasons. I'm very excited about you it. Are. Okay. I really wanted to come back, but I'm always the guy who's for. Listen, I had. I don't think reboots like ruined the original thing, mm-hmm. right? So even though I didn't like Crystal Skull, I still love. Sure, Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah. I'm I, the same. Like someone was like, "Why remake Strangers on a Train yeah. with David Fincher? The original's perfect." And it's like, yeah. "Well, that's fine. They can make yeah. a new good one that's different. I don't care about that." But every now and then, I'm like, like "There's the new Terminator, which I'm sure is going to be good." But when I heard about that, I was like, "What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, do new but stuff?" But then they changed how they spell Genesis, and you're like, "This is interesting." Genesis, great. Genesis, this is good. Genesis. <laughs> yeah, our friend Genesis, very funny comedian. <laughs> very funny comedian. Uh, yeah. But um, so uh, so I'm be excited to see it because. I think it's a good time for it to come back. Um, and I, yeah, I'm fully, fully, fully on board. With and it's Marshall's. also, I think, a show that would hold up well to, like, let's revisit these characters. Yes. 15, 20. There's some shows that are like, well, this was really the story about then. Yeah. Why are we putting them all together again? No, this you is know? still relevant. Like, yeah. got crazy government secret shit. Very Did you relevant. like the second movie? No. Yeah. Yeah. Which I which I, I had such high hope for because I was like, yeah, make yeah. a standalone movie no, once every two years. I was very very excited about it. Yeah, I was very excited about it. Um, Pit my I looked house. up Hell Money. That's a real thing. Oh, it is. Okay, that it's, was a, that was like a cool little detail when they're yeah. like, yeah, Hell Money is a thing where they uh, when someone dies, they that's money for the dead people to leave them alone or something. So similar to like the. Uh, Roman or Christian thing of pennies under the eyes or whatever. Sort of like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get them through the gates safely or pay Yeah, to people. give it to across the river sticks, right? Mm-hmm. That's sure, yeah. You, you pay the driver. I think it's literally, that's yeah. what the money under the eyes is, right? Yeah, which is like, if you give a valet that much, they'd be like, what the fuck? That's really my stand a bit about <laughs> that. Um, These Roman traditions <laughs> make no sense. Thank you, everyone. Um, I noticed that there's a line where Mulder is like picking up the carp, and I I always keep an eye out for this when he lifts up the carpet there's blood under it yeah and he says something like looks like the saved on carpet tag like he goes on for a little while explaining how the carpet isn't stuck yeah and it's all off camera and it's clearly ADR'd and it's clearly they were like this isn't clear let's this makes no really sense. spell this out well that was also a thing I didn't understand in the episode when they realize it's uh, Chow's blood had he lost an organ already no I looked it up on the message boards. That was a big thing that people back in the day were talking about. Okay. And what a lot of pe- people said was, in the beginning, you remember the guy who's like running from the guys and there's the guys with the mask? Yes. Are, 
and he stabs one of them. Oh, and he was like him. part of the enforcers or whatever. They think that he was one of the guys in the mask, but it wasn't fully clear. And that's complicated because it's like he's also seemingly in the lottery, kind of. Or no, he just shows up. He's he just one knows of the enforcers. Yeah, see. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's kind home. of even. I thought that he just was hiding it because he was um, involved with it and just knew it's like a part of you know this community, and he shows up because it's time to draw the thing or whatever. That he was actually someone that like chases people down and make sure they get burned to death is bad like a guy. little less... No, bad guy. Bad guy. But then also now it makes me feel better about the intense that he got the fire? burned to death at the end. It like but, it reconciles yeah, that a little bit. Right, better. but he had his like moment of, you know, he he got saved. Oh, he, sure. Yeah. But then that's that's why I was like, oh, it's kind of still intense. We have to watch this guy who just got saved yeah. die. But it's like, oh, it's because you were killing people yeah. who were trying to run away from a horrible that, lottery. Yes, exactly. Which is like a very reasonable thing to do. <laughs> yeah. We've all made bad decisions. Sure. Right? Yeah. Never Sometimes you're, you're drunk, it's late at night. <laughs> you're like, this sounds like a so good So wait, idea. you're saying, I have an opportunity to yeah. win up to $2 million here. $2 million? <laughs> We're up to $2 million? Great. Hi, I was just driving by the billboard uh, outside yeah. on Canal Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is Canal Street. Yeah. yeah they, um, I, uh, that, that thing of like the daughter who's sick, who needs the operation, that's such an old trope, though, that whole thing of like... It's, she can't afford it. And it just... Well, it's got... The whole story's got kind of a bit of a parable feel to it, which yes. is fun, you know? Like, it's got this sort of, like, very broad things. Um, yes. I don't... Couldn't she just go to the emergency room and be like, I have leukemia, and then just, like, they'll be in debt? Like, they don't seem... Like, what assets are they going to take? I don't. They rent a small apartment in yeah. Chinatown. It's probably yeah. off the books. They pay cash to the landlord that owns the bill. Like, who's going to seize anything? She should just be like, you have to treat me. This is what Mitt Romney ran on, ran on I think, in... 20, <laughs> 2012. He was, like, he was just, like, if people don't have insurance, they can just go to the emergency room, which is very irresponsible as far as uh, healthcare costs go. But yeah. like, you can't not treat someone. Is that right? Is that how it works? It's if not you, like she needed a new heart and couldn't afford to like hop to the front of you know the heart surgery or like get a crazy good doctor to do a surgery or something. Right. So so if you have cancer, you you go in and you don't have insurance, they have to fix you. It'll just ruin you financially for the rest of your life. I thought that that was the um, weirdly like, American way our system works. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we'll fix you, and it's going to, you know, that'll You'll be, be its own kind of death. It'll be a slow death. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Painful in its own ways. Because I know someone who had that happen to them where they had cancer, they couldn't afford it, and then now they had to have a Kickstarter to, like, yeah. be able to pay the cost. Lucy Alexis Lou, that's what she Lucy goes Alexis, with. Lucy yeah. Alexis Lou. Yeah. I thought it was very... Been, sorry, go ahead. There was a... Uh, I pick, put a picture of myself and, uh, from high school and it said yeah. Kamel A. Nanjiani and you said was A a SAG thing <laughs> that's what I thought of when I thought I saw Lucy Alexis so many Lucy Lou's was there the a lot of Lucy Lou's running around <laughs> um, you had the Jade Jars that was cool with the fucked up eye I like that um, I I like how the Chinese language sounds. Like, it sounds musical and very different from any other language. Like, I like listening yeah. to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I liked how much of the episode was that, though. And they chose when to subtitle and right. when not to subtitle. Well, that was what was weird about it. So much was not in Mulder and Scully's perspective. Whenever they're in a scene, right. it's not right. subtitled because you're not meant to. You're like them. They're your view in. Is that so what it was? Yes. I mean, there's, but, but there's also times when there's, they're not in the scene and they don't subtitle. Yeah, the but first time when they run into, in the cold open, yes. when the, he stabs the guy, uh, that's not subtitled. No. And Mulder and Scully but for not the rest there. of the episode, it's almost consistently like oh, when Chow's having conversations in front of them, it's not subtitled and they have to ask. But then yeah. when it's like Mr. Sin and his daughter, yeah. it is subtitled. But it was yeah. that was an interesting thing of the episode, how much was 
about these other characters, like yeah. in their world. You know? It was cool. Completely yeah. different language for a long time. He he uh, he has some good lines. I'm more haunted by the size of my mortgage payments. Well done. <laughs> he also had another great one. Where also in San Francisco, he owns a house and he's just like he's uh, doing great. <laughs> he's doing fine. He's you know? doing fine. We all make compromises. He says uh, there was another. Oh, what good is an interpreter when everyone speaks the language of silence? <laughs> You wrote that a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. You've, been You've been trying been, to work that in. As you drive stuck in traffic or whatever. Yeah, like the like, language right. of, yeah. Hopefully. Silent language. No, language of silence. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Better. Exactly. That's, oh, that's Emily's parking the car right oh, okay. outside. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. She was gone and now she's back. Um, gates of hell are open and you have to leave money to appease the ghosts. That's what they said. When I looked it up online, it was slightly different. But that's an interesting, weird little interesting idea. But you're right. There is that little bit of sense of like these crazy cultures. Yeah, with For, their forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It's all very complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, and I wrote down neither of them has like a theory. Even Mulder doesn't have a crazy no. theory. Nothing. They like raise their eyebrows when they like see that the house translates as haunted or whatever. They're like, ah, oh, but it's not like he's like, yeah. You know, there's been all these cases. If anything, Mulder has pieced together like you know he is often a good FBI agent and he yes he pieced together the yeah. deaths in you know he says like Seattle and a couple of other cities or whatever so yeah. like that's the one thing he brings is that like it's actually you know 11 cases or whatever he says um, yeah but other than that he doesn't have a lot of insight I guess the blood in the carpet but you know yeah I felt like it would be more interesting like the BD Wong characters thing his like feeling like he doesn't belong anywhere I thought that's an interesting thing they mm -hmm. could have done more with that they didn't um, because obviously I'm from Pakistan. I'm here now. And he, he says they call him ABCs, American-born Chinese. Mm -hmm. We had a term. Uh, we call like people from India, Pakistan, we call each other Desis. It means like countrymen, mm -hmm. but Desis is the term for it. And we called people ABCDs, which was American-born confused Desis. Really? And that's like a term that we would... And we would so call for Indians from... Or Pakistanis who oh, were like born in America yep. and are now living there, ABCDs. And there was another term for like westernized kids. We called them burgers. burgers. That guy's a burger. Yeah. And it was not, you didn't want to be a burger. Totally. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, I mean, I think that's like an interesting thing to have talked about on a TV show, especially when like X-Files, they just didn't spend a lot of yeah, time on it. Ultimately, he is totally in like I know, he's exactly. one of the enforcers. That so, totally like, undercuts like, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would have been better if like... He could have helped the community, and the community didn't want his help. Cause exactly, he was, like at the end, they still shun him or whatever. Because yeah, even though because that he would like have been broke interesting. But something. he's not an ABC. He's like totally in with them. Yeah, right. So a slightly conflicted, conflicted bad guy. Yes, exactly. He he that is really. And if anything, uses his position in the police force to like keep it secret. You know, like oh yeah, they were like your job was to keep the foreigners totally. Yeah, secret. Um, he's he's like really good at pretending to be butt hurt. Though there's a couple times he's but the. Everyone speaks the language of silence. He's just like so mopey. He's like, mm, guys, that sucks. Also, um, if you're in an illegal underground gambling organ stealing yeah. ring, the little chip yeah. that you get that represents which of what body part of you, yeah. you don't just like display it in your house because Mulder goes right to it. Yes. And that's how they figure out. You think out. they would take it back from you and be like, oh, we're going to take your eye. You don't we get to need... keep the chip. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, do you, why do they keep the chip? <laughs> like we're taking your eye, but you get a free chip, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very pretty. Put it on your bureau. It is a pretty chip. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. And also, in general, if you have this so-called $2 million pot, as we keep referring to, and a very complicated, evil underground ring, you think it's like three old men 
that run it. Like, even when the, like, Mr. Sin realizes he drew poorly again and, like, tries to push away, it's, yeah. he just runs into the other people there. It's not like... It's not like you see like a, a gambling ring in like a James Bond movie where there's like 15 dudes that are just like enforcer, like with oh, yeah, machine no. guns or it's like crazy locked doors. It's just like, okay, we're all in this brightly lit fluorescent room <laughs> yeah. and anyone can just come up and knock the table over. Like, no, yeah. that had all our stuff on it. You know, yeah. like it's not a particularly right. well-managed thing. It's, it's not well-managed. And where is that money? Who has that $2 million? Who has it? It's in the pot. It's I, in that. See, well, that's what I kind of like. Is there a, is there a, is the financials of the game, which is what would mirror a real lottery system, is that like each time someone loses, rather than people putting money in, which it didn't seem. No, they don't put money in. Though there is a weird line where, where Hardface Man says, you haven't paid what you owed. But he already lost an eye, so like, does he owe money on top of that? He's like, you still owe me a payment. When he comes to visit the house oh, he, and he's trying to leave, like Mr. Sin is like. But these people are already giving up their organs. I don't, that's, see, I was trying to, I was maybe guessing that maybe the organs are sold a portion of that is put back into the pot. So, like, it's one of, like, a lottery. That. The more the more people lose, i.e. organs or, you know, right. buying the lottery more, tickets, the, the higher the pot goes. Right. But That's I, so complicated to be like, one for us, one for you, yeah. or whatever, like, what the system is. But I don't understand why the people would have to put money in because the money comes from... Because right. what you're paying is the risk that you might lose an organ, right? right? And you have nothing and you need you need a lot. So it's not like they're... Right. I mean, they're terrible gamblers, but they're not like putting in a hundred a week or whatever. Maybe I would think are. it would have to be that... Um, I'm just checking the time. Um, I, I would think it would have to be like you need money. You go and be like, hey, I want to be part of this thing. They're like, right. all right, this is what the part is at. Just show up. And if you get your... But how? who wins the money? Is one of the chips money? So that's what the... So each week, um, everyone puts their like name chip in or right. whatever, and then they have the other one. I think how it works is that each time they do it, one person's name is called. And they can win money or lose an organ. Right. So they reach into that pot, and there's would be a mixture of like winning chips and organ chips, and that's what B.D. Wong discovers at the end, and that it's, it's all, all organ chips. So there was no one ever chips. could have won. Yeah, nobody yeah. ever could have won. They should have known, like, nobody's ever, ever yeah, got yeah, but, it, but the pot's that much bigger. That's why it's up to two million. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's great logic. <laughs> I was, the uh, chances get better each week. Yeah. <laughs> Odds I, are. I, I was, like, running late to work yesterday, and I had to stop to get something at 7-Eleven, and there was, like, a pretty long line. And it was – this was, like, at 6.30 in the morning. And uh, the guy well, the guy in front was, like, buying lottery tickets, and I got so fucking angry. It's like, yeah. this is such a scam. Like, nobody ever wins. And at 6.30 in the morning, like, are you starting your day or ending it? Like, what is your vibe that you're, like, trying yeah. to get out there and win some money or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's very sad. Is there a way you can do that online sad in your own house? Yeah. Like, you have to go to a store and scratch it. Well, did you see the John Oliver thing that's about lotteries no it's real do you, I, you, I mean i saw it like linked and stuff like that i didn't uh it's watch it. so good it's so interesting because what they say is that that money goes to education like that's the thing of the lottery sure. right that it goes to education but he found out that the money that they get um goes to education but then some of the uh education money goes somewhere else so education is not getting more money they're just like sort of Moving it's like it around, a slide like of a hand. shell game They're, or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a shell game. Oh, that's a. Bummer. And also, it talks about how it like sort of preys on weakness because of course, like, I hey. mean, it's, the long thing is that you know that's attacks on dummies or whatever. I thought it was an interesting line when um, Hard Face Man says, "I think it's in his monologue at the end, like." They never had a chance to win. Like when Scully's like, they never had well, a chance I gave them to hope. win. I give them hope, and these people have none. So right. whatever. 
And like, I'm not saying he's right, but like, no. there could have been a little bit a more interesting indictment of lotteries. Not that that show was like at a social responsibility or anything at the time. No, but, but that's like, interesting. I hadn't thought of that. That's exactly right. Yeah. And he's also saying we're only on the earth for a little bit. Listen, we're from a fucked up culture. We're doing all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. But that's what he's saying, right? Because he says like death is just a transition to another dimension yeah. or whatever it is. Um yeah, it's it, it doesn't really... I know they only have 40-some minutes, you know? Oh, there's another line where Mulder says, that's definitely not Chinese food I'm smelling. Come on, Mulder, shut up. <laughs> Don't. People are dying. But he also, he puts a strange emphasis on it. He's like, that's definitely not Chinese food I'm smelling. And it's like, well, are you smelling a different type of food? Yeah. Are you saying you smell... Yeah. It's Thai. <laughs> Too much basil. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. kefir lime leaves, and that's only used in yes. uh, yeah, Malaysian <laughs> and Indian curries. Uh Mulder's in full-on sleepwalking through Zinger's mode in yeah. this. because so, what's, what's this season's reputation? I, right. This was like really when I was like, it's the great. show is you know it's not it didn't make the turn into Black Oil yet. I feel like right. It just did just two did. episodes okay. ago. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. Okay. Crycheck just got Black Oiled two okay. episodes ago. Which was such an exciting turn when it it's happened awesome. in the show. It's like, oh my god, what is it's this? It's the first like real, full on, fucking crazy mythology thing yes. that's happened. Like something's this. real in this world. Yeah, yeah, yes, totally. yes. Um, so it's a really, really good season. Most standalones are great. All the mythology ones are great. This is like, uh, I really found you one that's not. There was one before <laughs> this. There's a bunch of evil cats that our friend Gabe Liebman, very funny comedian, oh, yeah. who loves funny? who who I remember. He, we, we, I mean, I'm sure you talk about this, but. Um, I remember when he, as soon as that came to Netflix, he rewatched like the entire thing, yeah, the whole thing. He was been watching it. Yeah, he. So that was a weird one. This is a weird one. They talk about how they had to do like 24, 25 episodes a season. That's crazy. When stuff. I was looking at the Netflix list, I was just like, oh my god, so like much any show like this that has to pull that many right. off. And then that's what you, because the the ideas for it have to come from like literally the oh like, like well, what if a bunch of cats were evil? Okay, yeah, you go write guess, that. Find Fuck. a way. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we move on to the uh, the message boards? No, I would love to get deep into the message boards. Okay, so this one had um, directed by Tucker Gates, written by Jeffrey Vlaming. And Jeffrey Vlaming has only directed, uh, written one other episode, the entire run called Too Shy, which is about an internet predator who sucks fat off of uh, bigger women. So, oh, I remember that episode. Yeah, yeah. So he only did two. That was two. a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird internet stuff in, in that one. There's one part when Mulder goes, send an, uh, send an uh, localized internet alert. You're like, we don't have that still. Yeah. 20 <laughs> years later, what does that mean? How do you think We have those uh, amber alerts on our iPhones now. We do have Amber Alerts. Yeah. Oh, it took us this long. It this long. It like, it, happened in the last eight months or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we started yeah. getting those. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. Um, I found one. Uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, do you know Crycheck, the character of Crycheck? Mm -hmm. Uh, hello, all Crychecker Nick Leah fans. That's the name of the actor, yeah. Nicholas Leah. I'm, I'm running an official Nick Leah fan club. Nick will be writing something for our first newsletter and answering all our fan questions. The fan club package includes membership card, certificate, picture of Nick, bios, FAQ, convention information, fan art, and fan fiction. Cost is $20 in U.S. funds. Um, don't miss the fun or the message from Nick. Uh, no responses. Oh yeah, how would, maybe they wrote it in and stuff, but I just was like, oh, that's and like Nicholas Leah obviously being like, yeah, I'd be happy to. Well, people really hate his character in the right way. Yeah, we, they're excited when he's back, but they call him Ratface on the message boards. Yeah. so I think and people at this point are getting, it's that kind of fandom 
where it's sort of I'm seeing it develop that happens now with like Walking Dead and stuff mm-hmm. where they f- think it's real. Right. So they really They're not mad at bad acting or bad stories. They're mad at like bad players and evil characters. Yeah, They're yeah, mad yeah. at Joffrey. Right. You know? Uh, and it, they would hate like the act like that. Th- there's like this weird thing that's happened. Yeah. Um with fandom. People think it's real, and so they get upset when there's going to be like a black Spider-Man or something. Yeah. So I think this is the beginning of that a little bit. So they like kind of don't like it. I know you you dive into these a lot, and and you've probably talked about this before, but now with you know everyone responds immediately to to television, you know, as like a whatever a armchair quarterback or just like uh, immediate critic. That wasn't really a thing broadly when the show was coming out, except on message boards like right. these. And like, do people respond to the show in a different way that fans do now? Like, or is it the same sort of like the day after the episode, just like asking oh. all the same questions we were? Does oh. it feel different? No, asking all the same questions we were now. And it used to be, and I've said this, it used to be like 10, 12 messages an episode. And now it's hundreds upon hundreds and it's getting much harder to parse through. In the, in the third season, it's like... It's in the blown, third season, yeah, yeah. It's, it's blown up. Just what someone says. Back during the first season of The X-Files, this news group was, for the most part, questions and answers about the most re- recent episode. It was, one fun, it was fun sharing ideas and comments about the best damn show on TV. Now I log on and find four or 500 messages about stupid stuff. What is so-and-so's the- email or phone number or... Do the real X-Files fans a favor, and rather than post to this group, just email your comments to yourself, which is like a <laughs> low stakes fuck yourself. It is interesting to, like, I like I loved Star Wars, and that's why I found my way onto that message board, but I never posted critically about Star Wars. Like, I literally was involved with the dot M-I-S-C subforum, which they was like, it was, <laughs> there was such a high volume, because there was like a forum for, you know... Uh, the video games for the ships for, you know, books for arguing with Star Trek. And then there, like, was so much noise that they're like, we need a place for all these people who are now just friends with a shared interest to, like, joke and talk about movies and weird stuff. So I was just, like, if you search, I'm not ever being like, what are you talking about? Like, a TIE, you know, TIE fighter could totally destroy. Like, a never that. It's just, like, me writing weird, like, fake joke soap operas about the other characters on the message board. Like, it was, like, a weird comedy space. Um... But never, I never even got involved in like the deep Star Wars fandom. I was just yeah. like, oh, this is like fun, smart people, and I'll just like post yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. But I remember diving into the Babylon Five message board, which I was also a fan of, and that there was like political discussions, like not political about politics, but just like state of the union of the message board. Like, whoa, I feel like things are getting, you know, because oh, yeah, like yeah, Jay yeah. Michael Straczynski, who was the yes. showrunner, used to be like that was one of the he was one of the first guys to like directly engage. Like he would post on the Usenet forum, yeah. and you know, obviously people like. When the show, they never knew if it was coming back, so they're like all new information was sort of like leaked through him directly. Yeah, um, and just people would like have so many intense discussions about like things are getting really intense on here. Yeah, now. you know, it's like it's yeah, just, it come down. It's like that because there's a lot like what's happening this week. I noticed. I don't know why I hadn't noticed it before. Is a lot of people are posting, "Hey, uh, a nude pictures of Jillian Anderson." And I can't find the pictures, but everyone's like, hey, this is... Do you remember in the 90s on the internet, they would put other people's faces on bodies? Oh, like yeah. For some reason, it was a thing, and now it's not anymore. No, yeah. But it was a thing then. So there's a lot of these, and people are like, want new Jillian pics, please? And people are like, keep this stuff out of alt.fan.xfiles. There are appropriate places elsewhere to post nudes. And just people are... There's a lot of discussion about these very specific Gillian Anderson nudes that I'm sure are not her. Sure. Uh, and people are like arguing and stuff. We and all like, know that she didn't 
get nude until uh, she did that British movie in the mid 2000s. That was oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's not what they're talking about here. That's not what they're talking about. Yeah, those were fake. I probably Uh, actually remember those fake ones. There was a big uh, Entertainment Weekly article, no, a TV Guide article, uh, and they interviewed Chris Carter, and Chris Carter said. You'll never see Scully and Mulder romantically involved. Never see Scully and Skinner romantically involved. Never see Mulder and Skinner romantically involved. But I'll qualify that by saying that it's a show in which anything is possible. So at this point, Chris is like, Chris, 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 my buddy Chris, is really like saying that they're not going to get together, which is a big discussion on the message boards. Shippers, right? Shippers, that's right. And people are sort of... Upset about it. Uh, people think that... The they were the first... I mean, I feel like, and I'm sure you've talked about this, but they were the first, like, slash fic yes. stars, you know? like Yeah, well, well Star Trek was... Oh, I you guess know, you're right. Right, yeah, but yeah. this one was one of the first ones where they wanted characters to get together. And apparently this TV guide or Entertainment Weekly spread, they're, like, cuddling and stuff. Yeah. So that really got people going. Right. It's like a sexual thing. Are they um, still together in real life? Oh, no, no, no. Not still, but, like, recently, right? What do you mean? David Duchovny... Oh, they don't date. They were just like, she was getting a divorce and staying with them and stuff. They're like friends. Oh, but I thought they said in... No, no, You no. would know, so I'm not yeah, going to disagree with you. I mean, listen, I would love nothing more than that to yeah. be true. Um, oh, and the other thing, we'll do this real quick, get a run. Uh, David Duchovny, there's rumors a lot on the message board that he's leaving the show. Oh. And so this person is saying, Didi is not leaving. Fox Network has confirmed that this is false and from incorrect quotes. Uh, DD is currently writing a script for episode 22 about Skinner. Does this sound like a guy who wants to leave? Um, so this is, but it's, I bet it's true to some extent that at this point, David Duchovny is a little like, hey, this is a big sure. load. Let's, let's, let's start like, and because episode season seven, eight, like he starts sort of yeah, working his way The Robert out. Patrick years. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Oh, man, man it was a blast. I uh, love about have this. you back when you're back? Uh, plug your stuff. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have an album called King Piglet and uh, a show I was on recently called The Feed. A food comedy show is on Hulu and the internet. And you're at Max Silvestri? Yeah, at Max Twitter. Silvestri. Um, all right. Thanks so much for coming, dude. Cool. All right. That was Hell Money. As I said, next week, Jose Chung's From Outer Space with Dan Harmon. Thank you so much for listening. The X-Files Files at gmail.com at X-Files Files. Facebook. There's no Facebook page. There's no Facebook page. Uh... I'm at Kumail, N-K-U-M-A-I-L-N. And what else? I mean, what else should we talk about? Uh, oh, I'm on a TV show called Newsreaders. That's really, really funny. It's on Adult Swim. I've done, I think, three or four episodes of it. But there's one episode where it's me with Reese Darby, who is the manager from Flight of the Concords. Very, very, very funny guy. And... We do this episode where I'm an interviewer and he's a doctor who treats jellyfish stings. So if you look up newsreaders, jellyfish stings, uh, I think it's a really, really funny episode and it's the hardest I've laughed while taping something. It's the hardest time I've ever had uh, trying to get through a scene just because he's so funny. Um, so watch that, uh, watch the meltdown with Jonah and Kumail on iTunes or Amazon or, you know, just, just get your hands on it. Watch it. It's a really good show. We're doing another season of it. So we're very proud of that. So we wrap up Silicon Valley in the next week or so, and then go on and make that. So watch that please. And Portlandia is also on, um, that's also a very, very funny show. And I am in one episode this season. I don't know when it's airing, but it's the fashion episode. So 
All right, those are all the plugs, plenty of plugs. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. everybody do you like getting stoned and watching a movie or just watching a movie well then check out our podcast i am Weed, Weed, where we and a guest go to the movies and discuss it after a movie review podcast with a little token twist get it oh boy but hey you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast uh you should enjoy watching movies though subscribe to imd weed on itunes or your favorite podcasting app